This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. It would be, American people, I'm sorry. I apologize for record-breaking crime, record-breaking inflation, and record-breaking border crossings. What I anticipate, however, is he will talk about nothing for as long as humanly possible. <laughs> Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina. And by the way, I do, I'm going to give him a few points here for he started to maybe want to impersonate Biden. If we were going to hear something authentic from President Biden, it would be, American people, I'm sorry. I apologize for record. He started to, John. Sound like he wanted to do a little bit. I, I want to start impersonating him, but I can't. But. But. He couldn't. He couldn't, uh, he couldn't do it. By the way, John Marshall, good friend. I regret that uh, Congressman Billy Long, who's our guest co-host this morning, I regret that... Uh, you regret... Whoa, 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 whoa. Flag the tape, Hannah. Flag the tape. He said, I regret that Billy Long is our guest co-host today. I can leave now. I mean, I can take a hint. <laughs> I mean, it did kind of sound like he said that. Play it back later. He did say it. That's what Joe Biden and I have in common. We get our mixed up words uh, all the all the time. Um, I regret that you did not get to hear of any John Marsh's beautiful impersonations. For example, John Marsh here does a really great Corinne Jean-Pierre. Well, that's what you'd say. <laughs> it's not too shabby, <laughs> yeah. is it? <laughs> that's opinion. what you say. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty good at him. And I don't know, could you impersonate Obama? He's not very impressionable. Boy, I don't think I'm going to take a crack at him. I, I wouldn't want to be accused of not giving him his due. Chip Carey, it's official. He's one of the uh, the new guys we're going to see on the TV for our St. Louis Cardinals this year. Grandson of Chip Carey. What if Harry Carey were delivering the State of the Union address <laughs> talking about how good the economy is, Marsh? He would say the economy is holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> Points for Marsh. That is John Marsh. Here's Mr. Brian Houseworth. It's great to see you and good to have uh, the congressman with us as well. I'm glad somebody appreciates me being here. <laughs> There's producer Hannah. Good morning. The best impersonation that John Marsh does, though, is Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Save that one for another day. Oh, come on. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead may be doing the, uh, doing the State of the Union. Yeah, okay. They probably just say it's it's cool. <laughs> Politics is is cool. I want to mention this. We'll move forward. Beavis and Butthead is back. It's on Comedy Central, like new episodes. In case you're interested, really? Yeah, Beavis and Butthead. I haven't seen any of them yet, but they start tomorrow. So I got to figure out how to record so I can watch uh, Beavis and Butthead on the TV. That rocks. Ah. <laughs> My name is Brandon Rather, Congressman Billy Long. Everybody is here. So tonight, eight o'clock hour time, State of the State. I love. The, have you heard who's giving the GOP response? Forty-year-old female governor by the name of. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, uh, to me, that's important. I have a great group of friends, Columbia Pachyderms. Billy, you spoke there while you were campaigning. Great group. I was surprised in Boone County that that many hardcore Republicans would turn out. So here's what happens when we get speakers from all over. People come in and they're like, holy cow, Like you have people show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, usually 25 to 40 people every Friday at, uh, at, at noon. Um, but I joke. Because every time I go, I'm usually, I'm 52, I'm usually the youngest person there. Oh, yeah. And that's not good. 
we need to get younger people. One of the reasons I'm excited. I, I need to go next time, so I'll be the youngest guy there. <laughs> Not you. So that we can get, uh, so I appreciate somebody like Sarah Huckabee Sanders um, giving the response. On Cat, what's it like? The day of the State of the Union, 12 years in Congress. Like, what's, what's happening? Is it like everybody's getting, we're getting excited, we're going to get uh, dressed up? It's uh, What's it like? The first year that i went i just i didn't know anything about you know where to sit or anything so i just go in and take an available seat and obama's president and his i'm looking at him through his teleprompter so it's framing his face the you know light brown colored teleprompter screen and it's it was it was very distracting i mean it just something about it trying to watch him behind a piece of glass was so distracting the next year i thought i'm not going to do that i'm going to get me a good seat so I went at 8 o'clock in the morning and set, camped out, sat in my seat on the aisle so I could shake the president's hand when he came in and, and everything. And so many people saw me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did very little TV. I did very little advertising. After my first election, I didn't have a competitive race. So uh, I'd always go at 8 o'clock in the morning. And then I got to where I'd take a, an old iPhone, some books and stuff, and scatter around four or five seats around me. Because I didn't want some goofball congressman that I didn't like, you know, sitting next to me. So I'd save a seat for Blaine Luke Tamire. I'd save a seat for Brett Guthrie. I'd save a seat for Andy Barr. And I, so I had all my friends around me. So I became famous for sitting on the aisle, being an aisle seater, until last year when Speaker Pelosi said that Vicki Hartzler and Billy Long need to sit in the gallery upstairs. They still had COVID restrictions. And I thought, I've been here, you know... I'm in my sixth term, and I am not, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to sit up in the gallery when freshmen and, you know, people that have been there two terms, three terms, were sitting on the floor. So I watched it in my pajamas, in my apartment, in my electric (laughs) recliner lift chair, because when I had my foot surgery back in 2017, I had to learn how to walk again, and so I still had that electric recliner. That's how I'll be watching it tonight. I I hope Mark Alford is there now, and I hope Eric Burleson is there now, setting, saving their seat, because that's the best publicity a congressman can get us, have 37 million people watching you at the State of the Union on the aisle. That that was exactly my question, is to get one of those seats, because when Chuck Todd opens up on NBC or CBS, and they're on all, all the networks, what they're focusing on, Congressman, is that aisle when they walk down. And obviously it's the president led by, you know, the dignitaries. I assume it's going to be Schumer and, uh, and McConnell and, uh, you know, McCarthy and, uh, and, and Jeffries. There'll be others as well. But do you have to get there at 8 a.m. to get one of those, those seats? In, yes. other, in other words, if you're not there that early, you're not going to get no, an aisle and you won't, no. be see, you won't be seen. No. And the funny thing is I had my seat. And so I get there at 8 o'clock one morning. I'm always the first one there. And I walk in, and Louis Gohmert of Texas is sitting in my seat. Wow. And I said, Louis, you're in my seat. He said, no, this is my seat. I said, Louis, this, of all 435 seats, you're taking my seat. Mm-hmm. He said, no, 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 this is my seat. I said, I've sat here for the last two years. He said, that's because I, I wouldn't sit here when Obama was president. Now that Trump's president, I'm sitting here. So I had to move one row back, but I still could say five or six seats around me wow. for my buddies. You know, and they appreciate it because I, and it's, so you, you throw the books down, you throw old iPhones down like somebody's sitting there, you know, and they say, who's there? I said, oh, that's Guthrie, that's Luke DeMeyer, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so then, but at a certain point in the afternoon when they come in and sweep it, bring in the dogs, the bomb-sniffing dogs. Yeah. 
you have to pick up your books, pick up your iPhone. So it's kind of like when I take my grand poodle out in the morning and he, you know, goes around marking his territory on the different, you know, telephone poles and trees. Very judicious about, you know, how much mark he puts on each tree. And uh, so I, I kind of mark my seat there, the five around me, so knowing that, you know, I'm claiming those, just like my dog does, claim the trees and the things on the roof, make sure no other dogs have been there. And uh, so I, then we got to go out, and they say, oh, you can't, you know, you, you got to take all your, pick all your stuff up, pick all your books. So there might be 20 of us or 30 of us that have been there all day sitting, saving our seats. So we all go into the uh, speaker's lobby. They're right behind where the you see the flag and yeah. where the president delivers his remarks. That's the speaker's lobby. We walk out there and look through the glass. As soon as the dogs are out, we all run back in and reclaim our seats that we've been marking all day. I want to hear awesome. one of the things that you miss most about D.C., but one of the lies Biden is likely to tell tonight, because he's going to come out and he's going to look at what I hear. He'll be like uh, uh, Tom Hanks's character from the movie Castaway when he builds the fire, remember? John, he gets that fire. Look what I have done. I've created. That's what Joe's going to do tonight. At 8 o'clock when he comes out, he's going to look at what I have done. He's going to be just like Tom Hanks' character from Castaway. He'll talk about uh, reducing the budget deficit by $1.4 trillion. Here's some facts. Debt ceiling right out of the box. <laughs> yeah. In his first two years, the national debt has risen by more than $4.2 trillion, more than any two-year period in the history of America. So he's like a school kid celebrating, hey, <laughs> like when little John Marsh would come home, look, look, Dad, I, 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 look at my report card. My grades are better because he's got a D. Well, the semester before that, Marsh had an F. That's kind of the, the, the same same thing here. Let me ask you this. When you first got to D.C., was there one glaring thing in your role as a congressman representing southwest Missouri? Was there what was the biggest surprise? The, uh, the biggest surprise was the fact that we had, I think, two, I think, you can check me, I might be wrong, but around 246 seats in Congress. There were 87 new Republicans that year. There were nine new Democrats. Now, imagine that in all of our orientation and training, we have 87 Republicans and nine Democrats. We took the gavel from Nancy Pelosi, handed it to John Boehner. Tea Party 2010. Uh, yeah, yes. Tea Party, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But pre-Freedom Caucus. Freedom Caucus mm -hmm. didn't come around for another two, three years. And uh, so anyway... We couldn't pass gas. I mean, it was, we couldn't pass anything. All we needed was 218 votes, and we couldn't pass anything because we wanted to cut 60 billion. Some in our party wanted to cut 90. The Democrats wanted to cut 20. And I said, hey, I've been here four days. I've never been in politics. I've never legislated anything. But I'm smart enough to know if you guys don't come to us at 60 billion and give us 218 votes. We're going to have to move closer to the Democrats. 20 billion. Oh, no, 60 is not enough. Well, we ended up supposedly cutting $37.5 billion, which I voted against because I said you don't know what you're talking about. It turned out to be $350 million with an M we were cutting, not uh, $37.5 billion with a B. So what is it that would surprise you when you got to D.C.? Because you have these expectations. That's it. No, 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 no. Now, now, there I didn't because I was smart enough to know that whatever I visualized being a congressman would be, I'd be wrong. So I didn't have any preconceived notion. But what surprised me was, I thought I answered your questions, what surprised me was the fact that we had that many people you know, and couldn't pass anything. Yeah. Boehner quit 
midterm. Remember, he left. He had the Pope there, and he's like, I'm done. I got the Pope here. That's all I need. He quit midterm. Paul Ryan announced he was quitting at the end of his term, which was an interesting dynamic. He that almost, was terrible. He almost quit before he even got the position. <laughs> and, as I recall And Kevin at the McCarthy, time. you know, he's going to be... I talked to Brett Guthrie the other day, one of my good buddies from Kentucky, and he said, you know, the Freedom Caucus put these all these amendments in where we can give open amendments. He said, but they didn't stop to think that, hey, the Democrats can put them in, too. So Brett said they've been working on some good bills. The Democrats are coming in and loading them up with amendments since, you know, you can now do as many amendments as you want to. And uh, they're, they're putting poison pills in, so it's killing the bill, so we can't get any good legislation passed. So be careful what you ask for. All right, coming up, just Congressman Billy Long, guest co-host on the show today, some more insight, whether or not his, uh, if his wife is glad that he's home now. It's been, what, five, six weeks almost, how his wife feels about him. We'll call, we're going to call her on the show later this morning. And, <laughs> hey. Yeah, that'll happen. Uh, coming up a few minutes from now, what's hot with Hannah? What do you have for us this morning, Hannah? One of Brian Houseworth's favorite places in the world five ish which means it's it's 725 time for what's hot with hannah you only did it because billy's here trying to show off I'm on time for her with what's hot <laughs> with hannah you know brian houseworth might be really excited about this news i'm excited for brian <laughs> <laughs> so, so the place that hannah's gonna talk about here houseworth loves this place yes and i'm not doing it justice oh he's a vip customer yes like they pull out the red rope walk through when he gets there and they throw uh you know throw flower rose petals yeah like he has mentioned that he wants one of the aprons just to have right yeah so we're talking about cracker barrel of course for everyone playing along with the brian houseworth trivia game at home Cracker Barrel is running a Valentine's Day promotion contest, I guess you could call it. And they're encouraging couples to get engaged inside Cracker Barrel restaurants. And you have to post it, of course. They want you to film it. And they want you to post it on social media and use a specific hashtag. And they're going to pick five couples who do this, which I hope there's not five couples that do this. <laughs> and those five couples that they pick... We'll get free Cracker Barrel for a year. How about that? Man, all the chicken and dumplings you can eat. Right? Can so, you imagine? You, you know how much weight guys gain in their first year of marriage anyway? They don't, they don't need to eat a Cracker Barrel every single night. They'll end up looking like me. I just... Can you imagine your kids one day asking, Mom, Dad, like, when did you get engaged? How did it happen? How did you get engaged? It was at a family 4th of July party. And it was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't there, but it was beautiful. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, Congressman, do you remember how you got engaged? No. Okay. I, th I think I was given an ultimatum that uh, either I'm going back to Wyoming or we're going to get married. And <laughs> so I, you know, I thought about it for, you know, eight or ten years and said, I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, let's get married. Now, Brandon, no, I, I was. I was given an ultimatum. <laughs> that was it. She was either going back to Cheyenne or we were going to get married. So we got married. Brandon, I don't think you remember how you got engaged either time. Do you? I, I, I think that was part of the problem. Either time? I, what, what, what? I don't remember, but I remember <laughs> getting disengaged. Huh? I remember, yeah, both times. Well, here's what happened. I don't behave this way anymore, but both times, both my marriage proposals, exactly the same. Uh, and that is, I was at a party both times. There was a microphone. Somebody had been drinking tequila and thought it would be a good idea to ask the flavor of the month to get married. And now, I don't take all the responsibility. They both said yes, Congressman. 
So it's not all on me. He looks like he really <laughs> wants to say something right now. <laughs> and I have made my amends to both. And they're both lovely human beings. I still chat with one of them. I don't chat with the other one because we're only married for a year. So there's just no need. I don't behave that way uh, anymore. Um so yeah, those Is that why my... you're not married now? Because you don't behave that way. Well, yeah, you know I I'm I'm holding out. Maybe you ought to go back to the tequila, and you know you'll have a third wife. <laughs> what was the old joke? The future Mrs. Rather number three. Oh yeah. So then I, I when I first moved here uh, several years ago, there was a guy. By, her name was Kelly, and I was really fond of her. And so I'd call her the future Mrs. Rather, and I just swore that she's I'm I'm going to marry this girl. I mean, like I was you know maybe she made my heart go pitter patter. And then somebody drove their car through her garage. And, huh. Yeah. Got to put a damper on it. Yeah. We didn't That'll get married. That'll do it. If you know somebody that wants to <laughs> quit drinking sits. or it's you and you just can't figure it out, please call me. Hannah will get your info. You don't have to go on air. 874-9390. And I'll show you what I did so that I don't do that stuff anymore. Sure, LED screen, food trucks. Um, alcohol, points of sale, things like that. Especially events manager for the district, Kansas City, chatting with our news buds at ABC 17, talking about things going on this weekend. Do you, if you're doing the Super Bowl, like Hannah, do you go, will you go somewhere and do something? I'm, you know what I love doing? Sitting in my own house, eating my own food with my own people on the Super Bowl. I'm a, but I'm an old fuddy-duddy. You go out, you look for stuff to do, you chill at home. We usually hang out with friends or family. Yeah. Keep it pretty chill. Congressman Billy Long, special guest co-host this morning. What about you? Well, I, I have an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Being in Congress, you can get uh, tickets from the NFL. And they sent me a little uh, email, and they said, we got two tickets for you. And uh, they didn't tell me the price, which I know their face value, but still that'd be like a minimum of $5,000 per ticket. So I'm going to be in my recliner with my grand poodle, watching the Super Bowl. So if, since you're in Congress, you get spiffs like that? You can, whether, you know, sure, you can get the NFL as long as you pay, you know, face value. And you got to sit in the seat. You what? can't be selling your ticket, you know. What other kind of fringe benefits do you get when you're elected member? I was there 12 years, and that is the only one that I could identify. I don't know. You're pretty quick to cut <laughs> loose with the details on that, wasn't he, John? Well, I'm <laughs> telling you. I mean, I know that one because I just, uh, you know, they sent it this week. They said, you, we got two tickets reserved for you. And I didn't even ask the price because, like I said, I know it would be a minimum of five grand, And, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, yeah. they... Uh, I got my first retirement check from Congress the other day, and it was 700 my wife told me. I've never seen one of my checks from Congress. I've never seen a paycheck. I've never seen anything. Because Burleson asked me, he said, how much, you know, what net, how much do you get in each check? I said, I don't know. He said, how often do you get it? I said, once a month. We'd get paid once a month. I do know that, but I don't have any idea how much it was for. But I do know my wife mentioned the other day that, you know, it, in Congress, everyone loves to hate congressmen. They love to hate on congressmen. And they said the rumor on the Internet is you serve one term, two years, and they retired 100% of their salary, which is 174000 Mine, after they take out taxes and insurance, which we have paid for our own insurance, of course. That's not a freebie, yeah. they tell you. My net was 700 and It's under $800 a month. So that's why I'm working, Brenda. That, that's why I'm, you know. Oh, you brought home more than that. That's why John Zimmer wanted me to come up here and, you know. You? Uh, do a little test drive on this program in case he needs to replace you, you know. So that's the that's the deal. You 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 brought home more than eight hundred dollars. No, I'm talking about it, the retirement. Oh, this, retirement. This, this, this famous hundred and seventy four thousand a year you're gotcha. supposed to make in retirement. 
And uh, but now apparently after I'm gone, they decided to give you a stipend or something for rent, which my rent was like thirty thousand a year for a little tiny apartment. You gotcha. Know. All right, uh, Marsh, you stay at home. You like to go out and party for the Super Bowl? Yeah, the stage of staying yeah. home. Been to enough Super Bowl parties over the years. Uh, we should ask one of our local city council members who's going to be joining us talk about the legalized recreational weed real quick. Josh Shapiro, governor of Pennsylvania, he's in a bet with our governor Mike Parson. You know, Josh Shapiro. Grew up in Kansas City, so I wonder how that's. Uh, they're betting marijuana. No, they're betting. Uh, I think flags outside the oh, office. Okay, Before okay. we chat with that local city councilman, let's bring in uh, Jeff. Jeff, welcome into Wake Up Mid Missouri. What can we do for you? Hey, Brandon. I was calling to tell you guys about my wedding anniversary. I've been married to my wife for going on six years now, and I remember it. Uh, whenever I proposed to her, she didn't want to go out. And I was like, come on. And so I convinced her to go out. And we went out to dinner, and I proposed to her at dinner and then took her to the movie. And the 27th will be six years we've been married. So, How about that? Congratulations. 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 Jeff, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to call and share. That was six years. Beat my two marriages combined. We appreciate you, brother. You have still 32 years behind me and Barbara. We've been married 38 years. So, but the, and D.C., a lot of people get engaged on the Capitol steps. That's a popular place up there to get engaged. Or Cracker Barrel, maybe this year, yes. according to What's Hot with Hannah. My name is Brandon Rather. Let's welcome in from the city of Columbia, City Councilman Matt Pitzer, Fifth, uh, Fifth Ward. He's joining us on the show. Uh, really want to make this as quick and as painless as possible. Uh, recreational marijuana. What did you guys talk about last night as it relates to, is it legal now? Can folks get out and indulge this morning? It will be legal in Columbia as of this morning, yeah. So we just have to update, you know, our business licensing and then some zoning stuff. Um, so the state actually moved pretty quickly and got ahead of us a little bit last week um, in issuing their licenses. So we were just catching up uh, with them last night. But, uh, but yeah, they should be ready to roll uh, today. All right. Anything else that we need to know on that end as it relates? Because I know so there and we're going to vote on adding some more taxes on top of the taxes that are already there. Uh, and then I think a reminder of some of the rules, Councilman, when it comes to this, because I know uh, we've got one guy uh, who's a wake up member, uh, wake up mid-Missouri family member. And he does security, apparently, at one of these places and said it's been it's been uh, uh, crazy. Um, but there are some things we need to know. Any other thing that we want to let people know about, Councilman? Um, yeah, no, not, not really. I mean, that, that's ready to roll. And yeah, I mean, I saw some places, um, you know, in the County this weekend, you know, there are lines out the door. So I, I know that there's a lot of demand for it. So yeah, the tax thing that was in the amendment that, that was passed. Um, so that'll be up for a vote. Um, and then just real quick on your other question. So, uh, I'm a stay at home guy too, um, for Super Bowl. have okay. a few neighbors over, you know, do that thing. <laughs> Uh, and congressmen, so the one perk that I get is I have a reserved parking spot down at City Hall. Now, I don't know how much that's worth. You know, well, in Columbia, I think it's worth a lot. In Jeff City, it's worth more because they give out traffic <laughs> traffic tickets down there like candy. All right. Jeff <laughs> City. Mr. Pitzer, let's ask you this, and since you're in the sandbox playing around with us this morning, uh, how did you engage to your lovely wife? Uh, it was, uh, so I was, uh, so I had bought a house. I was, you know, a, um, a small bungalow. This was in outside of near St. Louis. Um, and, um, so I had a little, there's a little 
front porch out there. And um, I actually had this whole plan that I was going to do this thing, but then I, I picked up the ring and I was, and this whole plan I was going to execute was like two days later. And I was like, man, I'm going to lose this ring in the next two days if I don't, you know, give, you know, give it to her. <laughs> so, um, so just, so just brought her out on the front porch and just did it there um, on the front porch of our bungalow in, in St. Louis. How about that? Did you drop to your two one yeah. knee? Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Of course. And how about that? that? How many years ago? Oh gosh! Um, now I'm in trouble. Uh, twenty? No, it'll be twenty-one years this summer. All right. Sorry for the sucker punch question. You know, we tell all politicians here, <laughs> city councilmen, we'll never sucker punch you. If we're going to sucker punch you, we'll tell you first. Sorry, we forgot to ask you. We did, we asked you how long you've been married. Speak, <laughs> speaking of parking. Uh, at the state of the state, Curtis Trent, who worked for me on my first campaign, he went on to run, uh, be a House member in Jeff City, now as a senator in Jeff City. State of the state, he said, oh, I can get you a parking spot in the Senate garage. I said, great. Go up there. It's pouring down rain. Pull up to the garage. Uh, we're supposed to have a reserved parking spot here for Congressman Long. Uh, we don't have anything. Well, Curtis Trent, Senator Trent. Oh, Senator, their garage is over there. And he points to an open parking lot. I mean, the senators in <laughs> Jeff City call an open parking lot a garage. I told Curtis, I said, I've never seen a garage that didn't have any walls or a ceiling around it, but apparently the senators in Jeff City don't rate as high as the reps. City Councilman Matt Pitzer joining us this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We appreciate your time. Hope you have a great day. Go Chiefs. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, we go. We'll see you, bud. And by the way, this was talked about Jefferson, another uh, in Jefferson City last night. They voted on new marijuana regulations. And here's the thing, because I've had people tell me uh, tell me this, and I've been very clear, like, well, I don't use this stuff. But I just think back to growing up as a little kid in St. Louis and the idea that this would ever be legal and, 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 and it's uh, here now. But people keep saying, you know, and because you're probably going to get, I don't know, John, what do you think? I, I just don't envision that there's going to be anybody that has never in their life ever ingested weed and said, oh, it's legal. Now I'm going to go try it. I don't see that happening. It, if there is, I would say, like like you think, it would be in a very small minority. Yeah. Um, maybe some people that, that, like my mom and dad, they were weekend hippies. You know, they my mom was a mechanic in the Air Force, but on Mondays, man, the tie-dye and headbands came out, and some old Willie Nelson and, and Linda Ronstadt records. I envision it might be somebody like my mom and dad type of people, not my mom and dad specifically, but people like that that maybe played around back in the day. And I'm like, oh, it's legal now. In the era before the military did uh, your analysis, <laughs> yes, right? Before that. Uh, why, why, why is it that people can check into a hotel that is non-smoking room and you never smelled cigarette, cigarette smoke in those rooms and now every hotel you go into smells like marijuana? They think they can smoke marijuana, but it's supposed to be non-smoking. Why is it that they think they can smoke marijuana in a hotel room? That's my question for the day. So the reminders that I was going to bring up here, you can't use this stuff out in public. But I don't know. Do you, you think can? the majority? You're not supposed to use it in public. You smell it everywhere you go oh, anymore. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Stephanie Bell were emceeing the uh, homecoming parade back in October. Thousands of little kids, <laughs> and the whole morning. It just, I only laugh because I remember you coming to the Tiger tailgate right afterwards and being like, man, <laughs> there's a lot of weed down there. Um, but one of the things that people keep telling me, please remind people, Brandon, if they are going to try this, that if they're doing the edibles, it takes a while for onset. Because people will take an edible 
and then 15 minutes later go, oh, I don't feel anything. I'll do some more. And then it's a half hour later, like, I still ain't feeling oh. anything, man. And then they do more. And then an hour. Bam. Oh, yeah. So I've been asked that. I feel Taco we- Bell, 2 a.m. <laughs> And I feel weird about mentioning that, but I feel even weirder that we've had that many members of the Wake Up Mid-Missouri family say, man, you got to warn people. Uh, Yeah, and you can't use it in public, which is mostly unenforceable. I would also think most people are going to do, like, the gummies and the foods. I don't know that people are going to buy the smokable stuff as much as they are the... It's, it's supposedly like 9,000 times more potent than it was when I was a kid. And they make these little one-hit pipes or something that people take one little, you know, instead of like a baggie or take a roll up a cigarette. They used to roll up joints, but there ain't no joints. I think you can get about 16 hits out of a joint anymore as powerful as it is. How do you know that, incidentally? I, I had You were talking earlier about your, your folks that smoked, you know, and... Yeah. and then didn't for a year. Now we'll start again, man. Whatever. But uh, no, I got a buddy that started smoking in high school, and I don't think he's missed a day. Gosh. You know, and he. So usually, if people start it, they like it and they keep with it. All right, it's three old guys who don't use marijuana sitting around talking about <laughs> marijuana. All right, coming up a few minutes from now, Hannah has uncovered some more comedy from the Kelsey brothers. You ever heard this comedy act? This fiscal year, $2.8 million in the next fiscal year. This is a major financial impact and burden on our city. And we are hoping that the White House understands this is a national problem. It's New York City Mayor Eric Adams. And the reason I'm playing that, incidentally, he's been to the border more often than Kamala Harris has. Yeah, the mayor of New York. Remember, he was the same guy that wet his pants whenever, as a sanctuary city, we started sending... Illegal immigrants to New York City because it's a sanctuary city. We saw his counterpart in Chicago do the same thing. They flipped out. What are you doing sending these illegal immigrants here? Well, you're a sanctuary city. Well, you're heartless and inhumane. No, it's the exact opposite of being heartless and inhumane. It's the most wonderful thing you could do. If you are a sanctuary city and you say that you will take care of illegal immigrants and you will welcome them, how come you're doing the exact opposite now and you're being about it? Careful. Uh, it's. Did you see what he's doing now? <laughs> but Eric Adams, uh, the mayor of New York, he's been to the border, but he says what is important there. He says it costs our city money. It costs everybody money because people say, oh, you're mean. You don't want illegal immigrants. There's there, there's a better way. And it does affect even here in the heartland of America, in the heart of Missouri, illegal immigration affects all of us. Did you see what he's doing now the, this morning, Eric Adams? He is buying bus tickets to Canada for the people that are coming up from Texas. Seriously, he's now sending people to Canada, offering a free ride to Canada to get them out of the country, to get them out of New York City. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. In the wintertime, that's a progressive Democrat for you. Uh, How sad. They're in a sanctuary city. You are a sanctuary city. Again, this is another point where they, they... Besides the lies, uh, they're told things to make you think they're these wonderful people. I am accepting and I do all of this. I'm a wonderful person. But we see the facts and the facts that this mayor of New York City is now taking illegal immigrants from his sanctuary city and now flipping them to Canada during the nice time of year shows you how heartless and cruel, not just him, not just how he is, but a lot of progressive Democrats. You see it in schools. What, what's Canada do? Send them to Alaska? What's next? 
Uh, I'm digging. Uh, so coming up, we're just days away from the Super Bowl. And it's going to be a history-making Super Bowl. Jason Kelsey plays for the Eagles. Travis Kelsey, of course, plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. First time that brothers have faced off uh, in uh, in a Super Bowl. And they also do this little show together. And they got dad involved this time. Yeah, they have a podcast. And they were asking their dad, you know, what do you feed children to make them NFL players? You know, what's the secret to success? You got to tell the world what you're feeding us, man. What do you feed NFL kids? To grow future NFL players, what is the nutrition like for those kids growing up? I'm going to tell you, everybody, it's not for NFL kids. It's for healthy young bodies. Protein with every meal, a carb with every meal, fruit and vegetable. We never got vegetables <laughs> growing up. I never ate a single vegetable. Yes, you did. You ate green beans, you ate corn. We ate Giorgio's oven fresh pizza every single night. The hamburger helper sometimes. Bagel bites? What's up? bagel bite. What's that red stuff? Sauce. Salt. Uh, what's the sauce made from? Sodium. It's high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's, I guarantee this high fructose corn syrup. It's a vegetable sauce. Somebody pull up the nutritional ingredients of bagel bites. It's high fructose corn syrup. You may have me on bagel bites. <laughs> I don't know what's in those bagels. <laughs> I don't know, frankly, that anybody does, including Dad. Dad, you know, tried to give a really nice, healthy answer and immediately got called out by both of his sons. We got to open up the listener mailbag a little bit later this morning. Hopefully, we can do this before we get into the Gary Nolan show at uh, at nine o'clock. Coming up about eight ten. Want to want some more lies that uh, that Biden is going to tell uh, tonight. We want to make sure you're armed ahead of time. And I appreciate uh, this text from listener Jack at eight seven four ninety three ninety. We the listener know you had a choice in co host today. You did not go wrong when you went with Billy Law. <laughs>